0: Gracie, I thought of that. um, Lib has bloomed again in heaven. And I bet you she was smiling. Nothing pleased her heart more than uh, watching you. Well, we are in a very familiar passage this morning, guys. Uh, Proverbs 31. I want to look at verses 10 through the end of the passage. True beauty, and uh, encourage you when you find that, if you'll stand in our God's honor, I want to read the text. A wife of noble character, who can find? She's worth far more than rubies. Her husband has full confidence in her and lacks nothing of value. She brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. She selects wool and flax and works with eager hands. She's like the merchant ships bringing her food from afar. She gets up while it's still dark. She provides food for her family, portions for her servant girls. She considers a field and buys it. Out of her earnings, she plants a vineyard. She sets about her work vigorously. Her arms are strong for her tasks. She sees that her trading is profitable and her lamp does not go out at night. In her hand, she holds the distaff and grasps the spindle with her fingers. She opens her arms to the poor, extends her hands to the needy, and when it snows, she has no fear for her household. For all of them are clothed in scarlet. She makes coverings for her bed. She's clothed in fine linen and purple. Her husband's respected at the city gate, where he takes his seat among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them and supplies the... Merchants with sashes. She's clothed with strength and dignity. She can laugh at the days to come. She speaks with wisdom, faithful instructions on her tongue. She watches over the affairs of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children arise and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. Many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceptive. Beauty is fleeting. But a woman who fears the Lord's to be praised Give her the reward she's earned and let her works bring her praise at the city gate. Let's pray. Father, we come to you. Thank you for those godly women, Lord, that have blessed us beyond words. Um, It's hard to try to say some things, Father. They just speak louder than we can. Father, um, as we look at this beautiful description, Father, of a woman who loves you and is loved by others, I pray you, Father, might speak. Father, take the weakness of my feeble attempt and fill your spirit. Father, may you speak. And Lord, we just need to hear from you. So, Lord, we ask that you um, just guide us in the time that remains for your glory, in the name of Jesus we pray amen the search for true beauty a woman that's stunning that's that's captivating that's all uh, all you can think about when you see her. Uh, what is that? Well you know you look at the cover of some of these magazines and it's like wow. Does she really look like that? No, dummy. It's airbrushed. And they take. Matter of fact, I remember uh, seeing um, some of these things on the internet: s- celebrities, what they really look like without the makeup. That is cruel. Some, you know, some of those pictures. And and I remember growing up, uh, the saying that I would hear. Maybe some of you guys have heard it too. Um, Beauty's only skin deep, but ugly's to the bone. <laughs> But in a very true sense, beauty also goes deep. Deeper than we can just see with an eye. It's, it's a, a beauty that that is grasped that shows God. Charm is deceptive. Beauty is fleeting. But a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. A woman who has a deep love for God has a deep love for the people in her life. And you cannot put a price on that. That is immeasurable. Um, and, and the difference between that is the idea of, of something that's passing. And something that lasts. Something that makes an impact for eternity. Um, I love how it's pictured in Second Peter 1, 5 through 9. And he says, make every effort to add to your faith goodness and the goodness knowledge. And the knowledge self-control and the self-control perseverance. And the perseverance... Brotherly kindness and a brotherly kindness love. He he says that, hey, if you add these things, he said, then your faith, it's gonna to continue to 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 grow in an increasing measure with, with these qualities so that people can continue to see the Lord. He says, But if anyone does not have them, he's nearsighted and blind and has forgotten that he's been cleansed from his past sins. You see, it's an awareness of, man, I I need help. I need the Lord in my life to work. It's an awareness that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I want Him to be a part of my home. None of us are perfect. We all need a Savior. And some of us have parents that messed up. And it's left some scars. There's a, a verse in the Scripture, the chapter preceding this one, uh, Proverbs 30, it's verse 11. It says, There are those who curse their fathers and do not bless their mothers. Which there's something in us that are negative toward our fathers. And, and there's something in us that, that, that wants to give praise to our mothers. And nothing good comes out of destroying our, our parents with our tongues because of hurt. And, and there's a, a, a picture here of, of paying tribute to a woman who has a heart for God and a heart for people. Now, as we look at our particular section of Scripture here, i just make a couple of quick points before we just kind of take some time and walk through the passage. The very first verse... Of chapter 31 of Proverbs, we read the sayings of King Lemuel, an oracle his mother taught him. Nobody knows for sure who King Lemuel was, but many scholars believe it was Solomon. Makes sense. Solomon wrote most of the Proverbs. His name appears over and over again in the wise sayings, wisest man in all the world. Well, if that was the case, this is talking about Bathsheba. Now, what do we remember Bathsheba for? Right? She got caught up in in this terrible ordeal that scarred her name and scarred her reputation. And the pain of knowing her husband was murdered and there's this big scandal and, and, and a lot of times we think of Bathsheba that's what comes to our mind and if this is true how beautiful it is that this is a picture of redemption that what we have here is a, a woman who had some deep-seated regrets but she had some time to deal with that She had that fresh new start, a new chance. And and that is always the hope that God supplies. He doesn't look, I'm keeping a record of everything you've done and I want to burn you up for that. No. What a great thought to think that here's a woman who had some time to reflect and say, this may be some of the things that I'm known for, but this is who I want to be. I want to be this kind of woman. (laughs) What a thought. Redemption. I mean, that should speak to all of us. Um, And it's interesting here if, uh, you know, we were Hebrew scholars and could look at this passage of Scripture. Um, This is a type of acrostic. All these verses, the 21 verses, each letter of the Hebrew alphabet, 21 letters, all verses start out with that letter and they go in order. We, you know, we can't see that in our English translation. So the beauty of this is it appears that they did that so that it would be easy to memorize. That the Hebrew children were able to get a picture of that. This is this is the kind of woman that you should be come <laughs> That that you should learn this to heart and this is what you should think about day after day. And this is the picture that God wants to put in your mind of 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 who you are to be, who who God wants to to make you. And what a picture. And and I, I just like I said, I just want to spend a little bit of time and kind of march through these real quick. Um First notice here he says, A wife of noble character who can find she is worth far more than rabies. There's no way to put a price tag on that kind of a woman. No way to put a price tag. I love in the Amplified in, in verse 10, I um, looked it up and whew, boy, put some pressure on a woman here. Whew. Uh, it says a capable, intelligent, virtuous woman. <laughs> who is he who can find her? She's far more precious than jewels in her value, far more than rubies or pearls. And as we go down through this description, the idea here is this is the woman you should aim to be, not to be covered with guilt of where you fall short of being. <laughs> That's never God's intention. He wants us to be like Christ, but He doesn't beat us up where we're not. He calls us to strive toward that in His strength. Um, I want you to notice her character there in verse 11 that's described. It says, her husband has full confidence in her and lacks nothing of value. She is a woman who is a wonderful support to her husband and to her family. She is the nurturer. She is the encourager. She is the one who is always in your corner. What a beautiful picture. We live in an age where so often people are squabbling. And there's anger and there's discontent and there's not a sense of support. But here is a woman who is fully trusted. Her husband has full confidence in her. The kid, the kids know that, man, she loves them. She wants to build them up. She wants her words not to tear them down and to pick them apart, but to build them up. To be a, a, a great encouragement to them. Nothing more beautiful than this type of a woman. Remember Joe's wife? She said, "Just curse God and die. I can't handle this anymore." Or Jezebel, who was leading her husband to to go after other gods and to forget the Lord God. But this is the kind of woman that says, "Man, I I just want to live for God, and I just want to love you." Someone has said that an ounce of mother's worth a pound of preacher, and a lot of truth to that. With a woman who has that kind of a heart to love God. Um, Families, it's very painful where there's not that type of support and love. But what a blessing where it's present and it's something that is so longed for. Um, Cindy and I were were talking this morning and um, there was one church that we served. Very dear family. um, The Douglas family. And every Mother's Day, they would invite us over to their house. They had a clan of about... Not just those in the church. They'd have a clan of about fifty come over, and everybody play rook. You know, that was the big thing. A bunch of them be playing rook, and and uh, it was just so touching that they would invite us. You know, just a loving group of people. Um, nurturer sees out there that need and and and, and touches and and and. Uh, just a godly picture. Let's kind of march down through here. Um, she selects wool and flax, works with eager hands. <laughs> um, wool and flax that no matter the season, she's concerned, you know, that the kids, you're too hot or you're too cold. The picture here is there is a concern of, I want to make sure that you're comfortable. I'm thinking about you, you're in my mind. I don't want you to be sick. I want to make sure you eat well. I'll never forget, uh, when we were in New York and one of the dear men in our church, he was in his 60s and his mother were, she was in her 80s and she said, Patty, I'm worried about you. You're not sleeping enough. You're not taking care of yourself. And I'm thinking, man, it never ends. A mother's love and concern, it's always there. To to nurture and to care. And, and there's that picture. Um, she's like the merchant ships bringing her food from afar. She She's looking around, figuring out ways to love her family. She gets up while it's still dark. She provides food for her family. Portions for her servant girls doesn't end. She considers a field and buys it. Out of her earnings, she plants a venue. She's a busy bee, isn't she? <laughs> she sits about her work vigorously. Her arms are strong for tasks. She sees that trading's profitable. What a a woman. (laughs) And her lamp does not go out at night. You know, it's um, interesting. One scholar had pointed out this picture. Her lamp does go out, so she never sleeps. Now, this is impossible to follow. Who could do that? I'm glad it's written to ladies not guys. No, just this is not the picture here. I'm just joking. The picture here is in the Middle Eastern culture was that for those who had been blessed... And um, God had given them resources. In the community, they would leave their light on at night, and this was a picture saying to the community, "I'm here for you. I'm always available to you. If you you need some money, or you need a meal, or or just some way that I can help you, maybe it's to listen to you. But the picture of you know the light being on is a picture of. I'm available for you. And this is a picture of this woman. It's compassion. She, she's a woman that's compassionate. She cares about people that are in her community. She has a heart for those people. Um, she's uh, a type of bargain hunter, as you see, going down through the scripture uh, of her heart and, and what she does and how she serves. And, and, and then as we march down, we see she didn't live in a spiritual bubble either. In her compassion. Um, Verse 19. In her hand she holds the distaff. Grasps the spindle with her fingers. She opens her arms to the poor. Has that light on. And extends her hands to the needy. When it snows she has no fear for household. Clothed in scarlet. She's busy. She's doing all these things. And and she's involved in the life of her family. and, And she's that wonderful support system. For her husband. As well, as we march down through here, you, you have this picture of her, and like I said, this was something to be memorized. Not that that women had to perfectly keep all of these. But this is what what is. This is the heart. This is the role model. This is the message of what true beauty is to be. When you look at true beauty, here it is, uh, not just ugly to the bone, but beautiful to the bone. It's closing out. And isn't it interesting that Proverbs are closed out with this picture of a godly, beautiful woman of all that could be chosen to end the wise sayings. It is the importance of such a woman and what she looks like, um, what you find in her. Um, just a couple of questions here as I think about the section of Scripture here. Um, ladies, do you, Do you find yourself attracted to what's eternal and what's lasting, to the relationships, to the people? Or are you spending your time on something else? Um, Second, are you convinced of your value in God's eyes? So often we try so hard to be somebody, we don't realize we are somebody. Do you know you're somebody? Do you know that you are a princess in the eyes of your king, to God? Um... Next, uh, have you been challenged? Whew, how could we not be? As you look at this list of true beauty, I'd say to you, I'm not saying, hey, this year I want to make sure you do every one of these. Pick a trade out that's described, that, that God may have spoken to you about, and, and strive to God. ask God, God, help me in this particular area to be more beautiful. To let your beauty sink in me and then through my life to other people. And then, guys, um, do we let her know that we love her? Do we let her know how precious she is? That she's a gift from God? Um, and, of course, children to and husbands, do we let her know how vital she is Um I can't take that for granted. I I remember hearing a story years ago about a young mother and and she just had the worst day possible. Everything went wrong. Um, Washing machine broke down. Baby screamed the whole time. Baby was sick. She was starting to get sick. She had a terrible headache. Uh, She burned food uh, for the meal. She was just so frustrated. And her husband came home and He had been thinking about her all day and he had bought her flowers and he had bought her candy. and He came in the door and he saw her crying and he said, honey, what's wrong? I love you. You are so beautiful. And she looked at him and just started bawling her eyes out. He said, oh, honey, tell me what's wrong? She said, I've had the worst day of my life. Everything's gone wrong. The washing machine broke down. The baby's sick. I burned supper and now you come home drunk. <laughs> Is it real unusual? For your loved one to point out how grateful they are for you. Um, I listened this week. You guys have heard when I'm in a car a lot of times I'll listen to podcasts. And I was listening to Focus on the Family podcast that had the comedian Dennis Swanberg. And he was talking about his mom. And, uh, I'll be honest with you guys, I, I started thinking about my mom, got me real kind of emotional. And, and Dennis was, you know, he, he spent a lot of time talking about growing up and, and about his mom's love and how when he was real little, she'd say, come here and hug your mama. And then he'd, he, you know, he say, no, I don't, you know, I don't want to do that. But then he talked about, a special gift when he was grown and his mother was in her later years and he decided for her birthday he was going to secretly drive home and find his mom and spend the day with her so he found out from his sister um you know what she was going to be doing on her birthday and found out that she was going to go buy a gift from um his dad to her you know, that's how it works. We just give the money and she can go buy the gift, get what she wants. And, and, you know, that's kind of what happened. She was going to go to this department store in the mall. She was going to look around and buy her an outfit. So Dennis said he shows up and he he walks in uh and he sees her. And he just kind of watches her and he thought, Wow, Lord, here's my mama. <laughs> look at her, Lord. And then she turned around and she goes, Oh, Dennis, you know, here. You know, here, And so she just comes over there and says, What are you doing here, Dennis? He says, I've come to see my mama. And he says, Mama, I want to buy you an outfit. And she says, An outfit? Well, I've been looking over here at what's on sale, honey. He says, No. He says, uh, and he talked about his sister, said, Told me you like this particular brand outfit. We're going to go over here And I'm going to buy you anything you want, Mom. That's just too expensive, Dennis. That's why I said, you know. And he said, I don't care. Buy it, you know. And and she's like, no, 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 no. But she did it. (laughs) And then he said, well, we just got to get you a purse to match it. So just pick out any purse you want. He said, you are just spoiling me, son. But she did it. She got her a purse. And she got her outfit. And she was so excited. and says, now, Mama, what I want to do is find some place where we can get a cup of coffee. And she said, I know just the place. And so they go to this restaurant, and they go in to get a cup of coffee. He notices that the guy there does personalized coffee mugs. And he said, oh, Mama, we need to get us some coffee mugs made. And he says, I've got He uh He says, you can have one sentence on your coffee mug. And he says, I love you, Mama, Dennis. He said, what do you want to put on yours, Mama? He says, I love you, Dennis, Mama. So they they wait and get their coffee mugs and they sit there and and they start conversing and talking and just enjoying one another's company. And he comes out with their wrapped up little coffee mugs. He said he talked to her eh, a couple of hours. That's wonderful. So then it got, uh after a couple of hours it was obviously time to leave and he stood up and he thought, I'm going to hug my mama. This time she doesn't have to beg me to hug her. And he reached out and he said, "She's kind of hard to get, get around." <laughs> and he he got around her and he hugged her and she hugged him back. And he said, "This time, I'm not going to be the first one to let go." I didn't want to let go. And he said they just embraced for a long period of time, and uh, and finally she let loose. And he said, "I love you, Mama." <laughs> and he headed back home. And he closed the message. I thought thought it was beautiful as he closed the message. And he said, you know, I think um, all mamas need hugs. He said, if your mama is still alive, go home and hug her if you can. He said, "And if your mama has gone on and passed to eternity, go find a mama that needs a hug. And it was beautiful. He talked about when Jesus was on the cross and... Remember, there was his mama and there was John and he looked at them and he said, son, behold your mother, mother, behold your son. He said, I think it was just natural that they hugged. I Just think they had an embrace. And then I thought it was beautiful. He said, remember when Jesus rose from the grave, there was a 40 day period where he was there. That had to be awesome, didn't it? He said, I think there was more than one time in those 40 days where Jesus hugged his mama. Let's pray. Lord, um, we thank you for the godly mother, Lord. And uh, we thank you for this beautiful portrait that Hebrew children memorized. About a godly mother, a godly woman. And Father, um, we want to be like you. I thank you for those women who just leak you all over the place. Where we can't help but see the Lord Jesus in their lives. Um, Father, I pray this morning, the message is always about you. What we see that is so wonderful about uh, this woman is... That the love she has, and it's more than just her. It's you in her. And this morning, Father, we always want to have the invitation for your love to be available. To be able to come honest before God and to say, I need your love, Master. Enter my life. Forgive me of my sin. Redeem me. Give me that new start. You know, maybe we've got that bad past like Bathsheba had, but... That's not who I want to be remembered as. And, and Father, to do that kind of work of forgiveness that transforms us. Father, we don't want to miss that. If someone needs to come before you and say, God, enter my life, give me that new start, may this be the time. Today is the day of salvation, as the Scripture says. And may we just come and follow you, Lord. Um, As we stand and as we sing the altar being open. May we pray, may we come for decisions, may we just hear your voice because you are the one that loves us more than we could ever imagine. In Christ's name we pray, amen.